Guys, before we get into today's episode, I have a really important announcement I want to make sure you do not miss. March is going to be a really exciting month in the Primal Potential universe, and I wanted you to be the first to know that I am hosting a completely free training on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You do need to register, and the easiest way for you to do that is to just find me on Instagram and message me with the word tips, T-I-P-S, tips, and I'll send you the link to register. Otherwise, I'm going to make a point to put it in the show descriptions, but message me tips. It'll go to you automatically. Get in touch with me in any way you can if you want that link to register, and for some reason you can or can't figure out how to message me with the word tips, but that's going to be the easiest way because here's the thing. There's a lot of things that we want to be able to do intuitively, automatically, without so much hard work and effort. But to get to the point where you're doing it intuitively and as a matter of habit, you've got to do it intentionally. And that comes with a lot of challenges, whether those challenges are our own excuses, our fears of failure, All of the past times we've tried and failed that make us doubt that we can do it, or maybe it's social situations that pull us away from our goals. I want to walk you through a process of creating your own personal protocol that takes into account all of the unique factors about you, your preferences, your lifestyle, your most common excuses, your fears and your doubts. And I want to take you through that process live in a format where I can answer your questions in real time. And we're going to be doing that on this free training that again is Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Message me the word tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll automatically send you that link so it can happen really fast. You don't have to wait on my reply. That's the best and easiest way. I'll also, moving forward, make a point to put the link in the show description, but I really want you to be there. It is live. You do have to register. It is Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Mark your calendar. Make sure to register. I also have some pretty exciting announcements Maybe the most exciting things that have happened in Primal Potential in the last almost 10 years or coming up on 10 years, I really want you to be there. Message me the word tips. I'll automatically kick you that registration link. If for some reason you can't do that, send a smoke signal, flag me down, find a way to get in touch with me. I want you to be there. Mark your calendar now, and I will plan to see you for that live training Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, If you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. 
Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you are doing really well. This is our first episode in the month of July, which is one of my favorite months. It is my birthday month, and this month is a big birthday, turning 40 in about a week, and that's crazy. It's also Primal Potential's birthday going to be nine this year, nine years old. Wild, absolutely wild. I launched Primal Potential on my birthday, which is crazy, in 2014. Feels like a million years ago. (laughs) Only nine, but feels like a million. I've lived a lot of lifetimes between now and, uh, between then and now. We are going to be talking about some new things that I am doing why I'm doing them, why I'm pushing myself, and how I fit in new things, how I make sure I'm not just learning, but I'm also executing. Like, how do we work in the execution when life is already full of demands on our time and our energy and all of those sorts of things? I shared part of this story on social media, and it was met with a lot of enthusiasm. So I'm going to share more of the story and kind of how things have evolved since I shared this on social. I think it's going to be very relatable for a lot of you. Before we get into that, we are going to give away Relief Plus today. I've been talking about it a ton, especially because I did that sciencey episode last week all about C-reactive protein and inflammation and my work with an alternative medicine or functional medicine doctor. So that is what I'm going to give away today to somebody, one of you, who left a review of this show. So leave a review of the podcast or a specific episode of the podcast and you could be eligible to win. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show and I'll also link up Relief Plus and my coupon code, my discount code in the show description. What I shared on social, and I'm going to share a lot more today, what I talked about on social was how a few weeks ago, it was actually in uh, mid-June for the Dagny Foundation 5K, my sister and her girlfriend were in town, and one night, the kids had gone to bed, and we were sitting in my living room talking about money, as we do, and talking about all of the opportunities that are so cool that exist to make meaningful money without a ton of time. And, you know, we're all, the three of us are all in different financial places, but we all care very much about financial flexibility, about passive income. And to me, one of my primary passive income goals has always been to have more money that comes in completely passively than I have monthly expenses. So a lot of what I do with Primal Potential is not passive, right? If I fell off the face of the earth, then the consistency course would not continue to pay me, right? I have to be involved and serving those clients. So that is not passive. On the other hand, the majority of Chasing Cupcakes revenue is passive. I did the work once and 
it continues to pay me. Now, there are obviously things that I can do actively to promote my book, but even if I did nothing, the sales will still come in. I could boost them if I wanted to actively, but that is an example of passive income. So we're sitting here talking about how, I don't know if you follow this this kind of trend in information or not, but if you do, in circles of money and financial independence and creativity and all of those kinds of things, there's just this groundswell of printables on sites like Etsy and other similar um, retail online retail establishments, where essentially somebody creates a file, a PDF, something along those lines one time, and they open an Etsy shop and people create the people sell them. And there's no overhead cost other than like the fees of Etsy and things like that. So an example would be there are people who create chore charts and you can go online and buy them for 99 cents or $5.99 and it's just a digital file. So nobody is sending you anything in the mail. You get this file, you print it out on your own computer and somebody makes money from that. And there are a lot of things like that. Some of them are so strange and so random and so simple, but they're blowing up. And someone on the other end is making thousands or tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in this file they created one time. And we were talking about it in awe, like in in just a sense of admiration for these people because we all acknowledged, my sister, myself, her girlfriend, that we have had many ideas that we didn't act on because somebody's probably already doing that or it seems like it would be stupid or it might not work. And I was commenting like the only difference between them making the money and us talking about them making the money is that they did it whether they thought it could work or not, whether they thought it was stupid or not, whether they thought it was too simple or not, they did it. And after we had this conversation, I felt really inspired and I texted my sister maybe the next day and said, I'm going to create one new thing a month. Has nothing to do with primal potential, has nothing to do with, you know, my my real estate investing business, has nothing to do with my nonprofit other than actually 10% of the proceeds will go to the Dagny Foundation. But to learn a new skill, to exercise different parts of my brain, and probably most importantly, to get in a habit, in a pattern of taking action and not just thinking of things. I can't tell you how many ideas I've had that I've never acted on. And that's not to say that we should pursue every idea that pops into our mind. We probably shouldn't. That would probably not be a great way to go about life. But how many additional streams of passive income would I have if I was taking action on more of the ideas that I have, especially those ideas that keep coming back to you? So though I am not doing this because I anticipate making hundreds of thousands of dollars from from printables, though certainly in the realm of possibility, you just never know what's going to take off, I'm doing it to become somebody who takes action. So Within, I think, 48 hours, I had my first new thing created and I did several new things along the way. I created an Etsy shop. I had never done that before. I created a print-on-demand account with a company and I 
did the research. Actually, my sister did a lot of the research. <laughs> I went in one direction and I was like, oh, I don't like this. And she said, oh, check out this one. And so I went with her recommendation. And I created a card. If you guys remember the episode that I did with Susie a few weeks back on like grieving and how to support people who are going through hard times, I talked about how one of the things that I do now as a result of my relationship and conversations with Susie is if somebody in my life is going through something difficult or even just maybe they had a baby, it's it's just a transitional time where they need support. I won't say, hey, let me know if you if I can help, or I won't just say I'm praying for you, though I certainly often include that. I'll say, which of these would be the most helpful? Would you rather I drop off a home-cooked meal, send you a gift card to your favorite restaurant, or depending on the situation, I might say, bring by a pack of newborn diapers or uh, take your kids to the playground for an hour so you can have a moment to breathe, whatever. I like to give options. So I created a card that gives options and allows people to write in their own options. Do I think it's going to sell? I don't care. I really don't care. It doesn't matter to me at all. Because it took me a few hours to get everything set up, right? Because I had to set up the Etsy shop and the print shop and design the thing and get it uploaded and figure all that out. But I learned so much in the process and I chose to be somebody who doesn't just have an idea, but who acts on the idea. And then I'm going to create something new every single month. I don't know what all of those somethings will be, but for the practice of being somebody who takes action, I'm going to do that every month for the rest of the year. Now, a lot of people reached out and they were like, I love that, but how do you have the time? One of the keys is it's not enough to just have this idea of creating things or make a commitment even to create one thing a month. I need to know when I'm going to do it. I have to block that time on my calendar and protect it. And I have to be realistic about when I'm putting that time on my calendar. One mistake that a lot of people make is they're saying, like, I'm going to start working out. And then they plan to do their workout at five in the morning. But they never get up at five in the morning. (laughs) That is probably not the most realistic way starting out of the gate. So for me, I know that I tend to be on full-on mom duty from like 1130 in the morning. I mean, of course, early in the morning. But 1130 in the morning until they go to bed at night, I tend to be like full on mom mode. So I'm not going to be blocking time at two in the afternoon to figure out a way to get that done. I'm going to be doing it. I often have the opportunity to work on my business at from say like eight in the morning to 1130 in the morning, Monday through Thursday. So I can put it in that time or I can block it in time after the kids go to bed or some other time that is realistic for me, but I have it on my calendar. The other thing that I do that's huge is I tell other people, not even talking about this podcast, though that's an example of that, I reached out to my sister and I said, hey, I'm doing this once a month. And then when I did it, I showed her. I told my husband, I'm doing this once a month. I'm not so much doing it because I think that it's going to be this robust stream of income, though it could be, and you're more likely to win if you're in the game than if you're not playing. But I tell people, that is part of how I hold myself accountable. 
I want to learn different stuff. One of the best things, I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but sometimes when you're doing the same kind of work for a long time, it can start to fade in the excitement that it brings to you. And while there are parts of what I do that I totally love, like I still love podcasting, I still love going live with my clients, but there's a lot that I do that you know, isn't as fun now nine years in as it was at the very beginning. Doing new things and trying new things and working outside of your normal bubble is so good for your brain and so good for your mood and so good for your sense of being alive. It's exciting to try new things. And I'll tell you, one of my weaknesses, if I'm, we're just picking a random word, that might not be the most accurate word. One of my weaknesses is that I'm not really patient with technology. And so figuring out how to like set up this shop and integrate it with this print on demand thing, because my cards aren't printables, they're, you know, you buy a pack of 10 and they actually ship to you, um, but never from me, from a, from a third party printer. So having to set up the account with a third party printer and like upload the art files and make sure they were right and then connecting it to Etsy. I am typically one of those people who would say like, I'm not a tech person, that stuff bugs me, I'd normally hire it out. But it's a really great practice for me to say, if I can read, I can figure this out. There are enough YouTube tutorials, enough Google search results with explanations. I can figure it out. A lot of the time that I feel like I'm not good at that, it's just because I'm rushing and I'm not patient. And so I got to practice being more patient. And that is good for me. And it's good for my brain, especially as we get older. Take action on your ideas. I can't tell you how many times people say like, I thought of this one time and I never did anything with it or I wasn't sure how I was going to have the time. The other thing that I did in addition to making this commitment that I'm going to create one new thing a month that has absolutely nothing to do with my primary business, I joined two different courses this week that run at the same time. Now, I almost didn't join either one of them because the first self-protective thought that came into my mind was, no surprise, I don't have time. I don't have time. And it's so important that we slow down and we engage with those thoughts. This is one of the most common things I talk about with my clients in the consistency course. When these thoughts come up of like, I'm too busy, I don't have time, I always fail, this never works for me. Any of those patterned routine thoughts, one of the best things we can do is practice slowing down and engaging with them instead of just like rolling with them like, oh yeah, this, mm-hmm, right, I don't have time, and then on we go. Slow down and say, this is the conversation I had with myself when I felt like I didn't have time for one or both of these courses. Would it help? If I had the time, if I could do it, would these be helpful to me? Yes. Might they be something that actually saves me time? Yes, both of them. Okay. Would they make my life easier? Would they make my life better? Yes. All right. So what then I'm really considering is, is it worth it for me to make the time, carve out the time, invest the time over the next six weeks, one six weeks, one's eight weeks, so that I have more time and more success and more skills and more resources at the end 
of those six and eight week timeframes. Is that worth it to me? Because I'm not just saying, do I have time for this? That's such an abbreviated, incomplete way of thinking. It's, am I willing to find the time, have my days be a little bit longer, work a little bit harder so that I have, at the end of it, these things? And I ended up deciding, yeah, that's a trade I'm willing to make. Now, one of the other thoughts that came up into my head was, I mean, I can make the time, but it means less time with my kids. But does it? Is that what it has to mean? Is that the only option? This is why it's so critical that we don't just fly and go along with blindly, without consideration, the thoughts that pop into our mind. We have to slow down and engage with ourselves, really think these things through. So I asked myself, is that true? Is the only way that this happens if I take time away from my kids? No. Because either I can do it in the time that I already have blocked for work and just make shifts within that block, or I could do some before they wake up and some after they go to bed. I could do it all before they wake up. I could do it all after they go to bed. There's so many different ways that I could do this. I could, you know, figure out a way to orchestrate the twin schedule so that they're more regularly going down for a nap when Roman naps and I could go in that period. Like there's there's so many different ways that I could find the time that doesn't take away from my kids. There's absolutely a way to do that. But we have to be present for those conversations with ourselves and not just blindly accept this story that comes up of, well, sure, I could do it if I'm willing to be away from my kids more. Oh, nope, I'm not willing to be away from my kids more. Therefore, this is over. Slow down and really engage with your thoughts. Ask yourself if it's true. Is that the only way that it's true? Are there other options? What are those other options? You say you don't have time. Okay, is that really true? Or are there ways that you could spend your time differently? You say you don't know how to do this. Okay, but could you figure it out? Is there somebody out there who is figuring it out? Slow down and engage with your thoughts. Then I did the same thing for these two courses that I did with creating something new every month. I put it on my calendar. And it is not enough. One of these courses, for example, has two live meetings per week for the eight weeks. It is not enough for me to have those two meetings on my calendar because that's just taking in information. It's only valuable to me if I then do something with the information. So I have to have time on my calendar to do something with that information. So many people go into things, whether it's the consistency course or some course you're taking from another creator, and you just show up for the teaching and you don't do anything with it. But you didn't plan to do anything with it. You didn't block out the time. You didn't take that seriously. It's one thing to put on your calendar your guitar lesson But if you are not consciously making time to practice, you're not going to get much better. Why am I sharing this with you? Because I think we're all holding ourselves back unnecessarily. And sometimes it's because we're just not in a pattern of taking action. We're not practicing being somebody who takes action when you don't know the path. A lot of us are reserving ourselves and our efforts for certainty, things we know how to do, things we've done before, things that are familiar. 
And that means we're limiting our lives to the range of familiar outcomes that we've already experienced before. Break it open. Try new things. Whether that new thing is a mastermind or it's creating something new or it's learning a new skill, it's taking a course, it's hiring a coach, I don't care. But you've got to do new things to get new things, to be new things, to grow into new areas. When you have and you will have those familiar thoughts of, well, I don't know if it's going to work for me or I don't know if I have time. I don't know if I can afford it. Slow down and think those things through. Because more often than not, that perspective that you come up with to talk yourself out of doing the thing is not an accurate or a complete or a fully honest perspective. It's just the one that keeps you in your comfort zone. So I want to challenge you to break outside of that. Show up to have the conversations when those thoughts pop into your mind. I don't feel like it. I don't have time. I'll never follow through. It probably wouldn't work. People are already doing that. I don't know if I can afford it. I talked, was it an episode that already aired or an episode that's going to air? I don't know. Either you've heard it or you're going to hear it. About this statement that I love from Susan Scott's book, Fierce Conversations. And she says, the conversation is the relationship. The conversation you have with yourself is the relationship. If you just throw out this one-liner, I don't have time, and that's the end of it, then your life reflects that you are not showing up to expand your perspectives. You are not expanding your results. You are not expanding your experiences or your relationships with other people because you're not there for the conversation. You're not having the conversation. You're just rolling with the familiar thoughts as they pop into your mind. The conversation is the relationship. So, you know, I'm doing a lot of new things. And I'm doing a lot of new things in a way that works for my life. And I'm not taking the time away from my kids. Because that is the most sacred thing in my life. And I'm not doing it in a way that has me not taking care of myself or leads to burnout. You know, I'm not doing this at two in the morning. I'm sleeping at two in the morning. And that is available for you too. Challenge yourself. Do new things block time to do the work. Don't just learn. Learning is not where it's at. Learning does not create change. We have to do something with what we learn and we have to be realistic about reserving the time in our lives for that work. All right. I could rant about this for a long time, but I'm not going to. Our winner today of Relief Plus, my favorite all-natural anti-inflammatory that is reducing my C-reactive protein marker of inflammation in my body. I am determined to get it below one within the next few months. The winner is Clipper Baby. If that is the name under which you left a review, email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Let me know that you are the winner for 1102. Make sure that you email me within 60 days of this episode airing. Include your mailing address and I will get it out to you. I appreciate the reviews that you leave and I draw one every week to give something away. So leave a review and you might win. I'll also put Relief Plus in the show description. If you've got questions, let me know. Otherwise, I'll see you on here tomorrow. Take care.